And we welcome you to the Monday Morning Show on WGTD. I'm Gregory Berg. I'm excited about today's morning show because uh, we're going to be talking music and talking theater, two of my favorite things. A little later in the hour, we're going to be previewing for you the next production at the Racine Theater Guild that opens this weekend. It's Clue on stage, the classic board game brought to life on stage. But in part one of today's program, we're talking music with Russ Johnson, director of jazz studies at the University of Wisconsin Parkside. He also teaches trumpet over at Carthage, where I am on the faculty. And uh, Russ Johnson is responsible for creating and overseeing one of the most hotly anticipated musical events of the spring here in southeastern Wisconsin, Jazz Week at the University of Wisconsin Parkside. And after a uh, two-year hiatus, thanks to COVID, uh, the Parkside Jazz Week is back and in a very, very big way with wonderful jazz concerts uh, every night this week and uh, culminating in performances by the Parkside Jazz Ensemble joined by some talented high school jazz musicians from the area. So we're going to be previewing all of this in the next few minutes of WGTD's morning show. Russ Johnson, we welcome you back to the morning show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. Glad we can have this conversation. Uh, We were talking right before we went on the air that this week is uh, spring break at Carthage, and that works out really nicely for you because you uh, have pots boiling on every uh, burner of the stove this week with Jazz Week. It, that's very true. It, it is. I'm very fortunate that they work out this way. We always have uh, Parkside always schedules our Jazz Week is the week before our spring break, so we're on spring break next week, um, and that's partly so I have recovery time because this week is pretty pretty taxing. But it is by far my favorite week of the year. I, I absolutely can, love it. Yeah. I can I can imagine this is something that. You created, you're not sure, 12, 2012, 2013, something like that. Uh, tell me what went into your thinking in terms of wanting to put something like this together at Parkside. Well, um, for selfish reasons, I want to hear great music. <laughs> um, uh, for my, you know, for my students, it's it's so important for them to hear incredible music played by incredible musicians in a live setting. I mean, so many of our students get to can hear and check out all kinds of amazing music, but to have it right in front of you is really important. And I think it's an incredible learning tool. It's very different experiencing music live, as you know, rather than on a you know video screen or through headphones, which is how I grew up listening to music. Um, so, I mean, as as an educator. Um, it's it's an amazing opportunity, and it's not just for Parkside students. This is open to the public, and we want everyone to come to come and check it out. Um, it's an amazing, opp- especially Monday through Wednesday. The artists we present all do a question and answer afterwards, so they basically present an hour long set of their music, and then there's like a forty forty five minute Q and A afterwards. And and we were talking off the air. I think my students gain as much or possibly more out of that experience as they do, you know, experiencing the concerts. Um, and and I, I tell my students and the general populace that's there that, you know, there's no question that's out of bounds. For my students or for younger musicians, it's you can ask these artists anything. You can ask them how to develop your career, how to practice, what did you work on, who are your influences, what did you have for dinner. It doesn't matter really what what the questions are. So, um, and and one of the beautiful things is we do have people all throughout the community, southeastern Wisconsin, that attend and are curious about the music and the musicians, and they ask fantastic questions. So it's really it's 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 a, an amazing educational opportunity as well. The jazz world seems like 
a huge, sprawling world and yet a surprisingly small world <laughs> in that it seems incredibly interconnected and a lot of you sort of know each other, work with each other, encounter each other in all kinds of different ways. Uh, how much is that a part of these folks who are here for Jazz Week? I mean, how many of them are people that in one way or another uh, you yourself know? <laughs> All of them. Uh. <laughs> and that's not always the case. This this year it happens to be all of them. Um, and it's, you know, I don't want it to, you know, it's not like I'm just trying to bring in my friends to perform. Um, but it is a small world, as you were saying. And um, I had a pretty extensive playing career uh, before I started teaching at Parkside. I came in 2010, January 2010, and I started, uh, um, I commuted from New York for a year and a half. <laughs> um, and then I moved here in, in July of 2011. Um, so it's a, it is a very small world. It is something that, you know, because I had this playing career and I still have a, you know, a pre, a pre, at least pre-COVID. And now I'm not, dare I say post-COVID. We are definitely not post-COVID. <laughs> but I'm definitely getting back to, to more normal, you know, touring schedule and stuff like that. I, I still tour. I still perform all the time. Um, so for this particular uh, – Jazz Week. I wanted to focus on some younger musicians. Um, Leonard Simpson, who is there tonight, Alexis Lombre, uh, who will be there tomorrow night on Tuesday, are both, I would say, guessing mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, and but their career trajectory, trajectory, excuse me, is off the charts. They're both going to be superstars. So, I mean, I've played. I've played with. Most of the people that'll be you know performing this week, which is definitely not always the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a small world, and it's you know I'm fortunate enough to be able to call in favors from friends, <laughs> um, and that that definitely plays a role. Um, this year, the first three nights are all basically Chicago groups. Um, the Bad Plus, who's, who'll be here on Thursday night, is an international group, obviously an internationally known group. Um, but it's it's it like in the past. It's kind of been an anchor date for people that were touring. So if I, you know, if word gets out, and, and believe me, when when <laughs> when word gets out that there's a, a college that's presenting like a mini festival like this, I get I get people asking me about this all the time. Mm. You know, I get emails constantly saying, "Hey, if you have an opening in your jazz week, I would love to perform." So, um, you know, for for a lot of people that are touring, it can be great opportunity to have a gig on a Monday night or a Tuesday night. They might play the weekend in Chicago. I mean, the Bad Plus is playing at Symphony Center in Chicago the next evening. Tickets are $99. They're only $10 at Parkside on Thursday. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, it, can, it can serve that purpose, too, for touring artists. They can, they can uh, you know, have a, a nice gig in a great hall uh, for a great audience on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night, Thursday night, when they you know typically might not might be problematic plugging in a hole in your tour on one of those nights. So we've been able to draw on incredible artists to come in and and play for us. So okay. fantastic! Yeah. Uh, you already mentioned the word COVID, and uh, I was going to ask you uh, maybe a, a twin questions: How mm-hmm. painful was it to have to uh, put the Jazz Week at Parkside on hiatus for? A year and then for a second year, thanks to COVID, and how good does it feel to have this back? Um, I'll answer the second question first. It feels incredible to have it back. Um, and my students that are uh, have been at Parkside for a couple of years are incredibly anxious. And for the, for our first year and second year students, 
they've never experienced it, Jazz Week before. So they, mm. they really don't have an idea of what it, you know, what it encompasses. And it's a lot for them. I ask a lot of them. <laughs> mm. uh, they, they have to be at every show. Um, it was incredibly painful to, to cancel it. Um, you know, on a personal level, I put in, I don't know, 80, 100 hours, you know, programming this and and de- talking with all the musicians and saying okay do you need this what you know gear all these logistical things yeah. so it's a ton of work and when you know we first shut down it was literally the week before jazz week two years ago really literally wow. the week before so i mean we and i had to contact all these artists and say and they knew what was coming yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um so it was really really painful to cancel it and and as I said, it's just it's such an opportunity for the local community and 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 you know our stu- our Parkside students that it's it's and 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 our students look forward to it every year, right? The, the people that I work most closely with are related with jazz or contemporary commercial music, and and you know this is an opportunity that they and honestly I don't think it exists. I don't know of another school in the country that does a full week long event like this. I really don't. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. You know trying to you know whatever toot my own horn or anything i just i don't know you know and all schools try and bring in guest artists but i don't know anybody that is able to do a week like this so Mm. it's it's really special so it was it was very painful it was very painful to have those conversations with the artists and it was incredibly painful to to talk to my students and say you know i guess you've probably heard that the school is shutting down that means Mm. jazz week is not happening so yeah we're thrilled to have it back and and we had we had booked the bad plus two years ago to be the headliner and we were able to get them back it just worked out that they were going to be in chicago the next night Mm. so it worked out that we were able to bring them in for thursday night so incredibly thankful that it's happening again very good yeah um we're going to do a little sampling of Great. of uh, some of these headliners. At least uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll 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 take care of some of them. And I want to start with this young man uh, who's performing tonight with his quartet, uh, Leonard Simpson. Did I read correctly that uh, he's from Milwaukee? Yes. Yeah. He's he's born and raised in Milwaukee. He lives in Chicago now. Um, he spent uh, part, he, I guess he's come, he came back to Chicago about a year and a half ago. He was in uh, Los Angeles at the Monk Institute, which is mm. uh, very prestigious. It's basically like grad school. It's at UCLA, but it was now it's the Herbie Hancock Institute. Um, the Monk Institute is uh, uh, incredibly exclusive. <laughs> they they take one person on each instrument every year. Wow. Um, and and yeah, and it's it. It's it's a very big deal, and Leonard uh, moved to Los Angeles to do that, and um, he's been he's an absolutely amazing young musician. Um, he's an amazing musician. The fact that he's young, I guess, is irrelevant. <laughs> um, but he's 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 on his way to being a superstar in the music. He's an incredible. He has an incredible sound. He's a really great composer. He'll be playing original music tonight, um, and. Yeah, he's it's he's somebody that I just feel like is totally on the rise. He's been performing with Kurt Elling's band recently, a very famous vocalist, internationally known vocalist, and um, but Leonard Leonard is is going to be a, a superstar for sure. Let's hear a little bit from uh, saxophonist uh, Leonard Simpson, who again is performing tonight at Parkside. Thank you. 
Saxophonist Leonard Simpson and his quartet, they perform uh, tonight at 7 o'clock at uh, UW Parkside's uh, Jazz Week. And um, will that be in the... uh, It's in Bedford Hall. In Bedford Hall, Mm -hmm. one of the most beautiful (laughs) spaces for... uh, for experiencing and making music, it and is it is an astonishing room. It's it and it's actually pretty versatile. <laughs> mm. You know, just I mean, it's the building is ten years old, so it's you know the acoustics in there. They they had an incredible acoustician design the place so that it's you know you can close all the curtains and make it more uh, air quotes dead sounding room for a jazz performance where you're going to have drums or something and make it a little louder mm. you can open everything up and the choirs sound fantastic in there so it's a pretty versatile space and it's aesthetically pretty pleasing as you well you betcha it absolutely <laughs> is is that where everything is this yeah, everything's week? in everything's in in Bedford yeah nice to yeah nice. we take we take over for this week you ah. know <laughs> very good so let's talk about this uh, incredibly talented pianist and vocalist who's going to be uh, performing uh, tomorrow night. Uh, her name is Alexis Lombre. I'm very impressed uh, by what I have heard thus far. Uh, tell us what you know about her. Well, I met her for the first time, and pl- we played together last fall. There's a, a, a festival in, in on the south side of Chicago, the Hyde Park Jazz Festival. And um, there's a really great bass player in, in Chicago named Ethan Fillion, and he had this uh, project that was... Based, uh, he calls it Meditations on Mingus, mm-hmm. that, where we played Charles Mingus compositions. And actually that record, and then Alexis is on, and I both are on the record, is coming out uh, in the fall on Sunnyside Records out of New York, a really great label. But uh, I heard Alexis, and I, I wasn't familiar with her, and I heard her and I was absolutely blown away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and here she was playing the music of of, of Charles Mingus, and, and there were some very famous pianists that were in Mingus's groups, and she was able to channel all of that history, and yet it was her. And mm-hmm. to hear, hear someone who's in, I'm guessing, her mid-20s um, have that much of a personality at the instrument, of a unique identity, is really rare. Um, and so then I started checking out her music, and, and when... We, you know, got the go-ahead that Jazz Week was going to happen. I was like, I want to get Alexis in. Mm. So it worked out really well, and I'm super excited to have her band. And she performs, and you were saying she's also going to be doing a master class. Yeah, she's doing uh, it. It's either at 3.30 or 4. The contract says 4. I I was hoping that we can get her in at 3.30. She's going to be working with – Parkside has a really unique program. Uh, It's called the CCM, or now it's going – it was CCV, Contemporary Commercial Voice. Now it's going to be Contemporary Commercial Music Program. Mm. And uh, we're going to have Alexis in to work with a bunch of our voice students and do a master class tomorrow afternoon. Fantastic. Well, let's uh, sample a little bit of Alexis Lombre.
That is jazz pianist Alexis Lombre, uh, pianist and vocalist, again performing tomorrow night at the UW Parkside uh, Jazz Week. For those of you just joining us, Russ Johnson is director of jazz studies at Parkside and uh, the creator and the uh, coordinator of Jazz Week, which is back after a two-year COVID hiatus. We were just saying off the mic that uh, one of the things uh, that Russ works really, really hard to do is to bring in a variety of of jazz musicians because, of course, there's all kinds of different <laughs> types of jazz and styles of jazz, and um, and uh, you you hear a little bit of just about everything not not literally everything, but uh, a nice array of, of different possibilities. And certainly, you have a cutting edge jazz act on uh, Wednesday evening, the sixteenth, namely Joshua Abrams and Natural Information Society. Uh, I am fascinated by these folks. Um, tell us more about them. Well, Josh was a, a Chicago-based bass player um, who is widely known and respected as a, as a free jazz musician, and I don't really like that term, free jazz. Improvised music, I would call, I would call it. Um, but he also plays this uh, instrument originally from Ghana called the jimbri. And in this band, he plays the jimbri, which is kind of a predecessor relative to the bass. Um, and uh, this particular lineup uh, has uh, harmonium, bass clarinet, and drums, along with this, yeah. this Ghanaian instrument uh, that, J- that Josh was playing. Um, yeah, Josh is, I mean, and, and this group travels all over the world. They, you know, they just opened a bunch of shows for Yola Tango. Um, they, it's, it's, you know, and... This is kind of more groove based, and you know, people think of of Joshua typically as being kind of a, as I said, a free jazz player. But this is definitely more groove based and, and stuff like that. It's it's uh, really fascinating music and very unique music. Right, and uh, that's part of what uh, Jazz Week at Parkside is all about. Joshua Abrams and Natural Information Society. They perform Wednesday evening. And uh, and then we have Thursday evening, the headliners, the Bad Plus. Uh, for anybody listening who's not acquainted with them, explain why this is quite a big deal to have them at Jazz Week. Um, if you follow contemporary jazz at all, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the Bad Plus. They literally, I mean, they tour internationally um, 
all year round. <laughs> they're, they're basically one of the biggest acts in, in jazz right now. They've gone through a lineup change. Um, so it's a slightly different. Uh, there have been pianists. The first two groups, uh, the first group incarnation had Ethan Iverson on piano. Well, then when Ethan left, Oren Evans uh, took over in piano, both amazing pianists. Um, and then uh, so it's led by Dave King, a drummer, and Reed Anderson, bass player. Uh, and so when they were making this change this time, they decided to not use a pianist. So they expanded oh. it to a, quor- a quartet uh, that features Ben Monder on guitar and Chris Speed on saxophones. Um, and I know both Ben and, and, and Chris very well. And, and they, they definitely put a cutting edge kind of element. And, and, and Reed and Dave are both very much cutting edge musicians. But the thing is, they're, in their history, they, they write like very catchy tunes, but they've also recorded a lot of pop tunes. They've recorded Nirvana and, and well, does Everybody Wants to Rule the World. I mean, they've recorded all these different pop songs. They've also recorded a bunch of classical type things. Mm-hmm. So it's really, they kind of run the gamut, but it's, it, it's one of the busiest working bands in, in jazz. They're just incredible. And you got them. And we were able to get them. And, and yeah, it's, it, was, it was a big get for us, for sure. For sure. The Bad Plus. Plus, they are performing on a Thursday evening, 7 p.m. in Francis, Francis Bedford Hall. And, Russ, you were saying that uh, if somebody went down to Chicago to see them perform, you would pay a whole lot more than what you're going to pay at Parkside. <laughs> yeah, they're, as I said earlier, they're playing uh, Symphony Center in Chicago on uh, on Friday night. And tickets, I don't, I don't know what, uh, tickets are $99, I believe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, wow. to sit to sit in any in, in a decent seat. Um, and, and at Parkside, they're $10. Uh, and, and one thing that we haven't mentioned, the Monday through Wednesday concerts are free. I was just going to say, right? we need to make sure that people understand. Yeah, that. those those are they're free concerts, and it's amazing. And I get help from the Kenosha Community Foundation and, and the UW Parkside Foundation. Um, and, and, the, and, and plus, my students go uh, perform at uh, Uline headquarters uh, throughout the, the year, and they kick in a little bit of money that helps me fund this. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the Monday through Wednesday concerts are free, and the Bad Plus student price is $5, and uh, the general public is $10. And I mean, if you were to go, you know, if they were playing the Village Vanguard in, in New York, you'd be paying 60 bucks. Yeah, you know, you'd pay $99 to see them the next night. It, I mean, $10, it's just, you know. 
I would almost I would almost rather tickets be twenty five or free. Right, right, <laughs> you right, know, right. Ten dollars right. just seems crazy to be that cheap to go see them. So. Right. Well, yeah. that's cool. That's it is a, amazing. A neat yeah. gift to the community. And then we want to mention, of course, then that on Friday at twelve noon, of course, there's this legacy of 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 noontime concerts mm-hmm. at Parkside, and uh, the one this coming Friday at twelve noon will feature. Uh, the Parkside Jazz Faculty, which includes you. I assume yes. you'll be doing some playing on Friday. Sure. And then uh, explain quickly about uh, the wonderful concert that finishes everything up Friday night uh, at 7 p.m. So after the noon concert, um, all, all the, the Tremper Bradford Indian Trail will all be on campus for that day. The high schools, local high schools will be on campus for that day. So after the noon concert, we do master classes with the musicians, instrument-specific master classes. And then uh, I work with each of the ensembles. And then we wrap up the evening with a concert featuring those three groups and then Parkside's Jazz Ensemble. And so what is that concert going to be like? I mean, what? It's crazy. <laughs> uh, um, it's it's. It, for me, it's amazing to hear these younger musicians, and hopefully they'll think about attending Parkside. But it's it's a chance for me to hear these amazing young musicians coming out of you know. And we have such a strong tradition of musical excellence in Racine and Kenosha. We're very fortunate to live you know in an area where music is highly thought of. So yeah, it's 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 crazy. You know you know, a hundred and twenty students will be on and off the stage over the wow. course of an hour. But it's 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 super fun. Super amazing. Fun. Yeah. Super. Yeah. And, of course, this is also a part of the state where jazz is very much appreciated. It's got a big audience, and there are a lot of different uh, wonderful events where people can enjoy jazz. But, boy, uh, none quite tops Jazz Week at UW Parkside. So, again, it begins tonight with Leonard Simpson Quartet, Alexis Lombre, Joshua Abrams Natural Information Society, the big the, the bad plus on Thursday evening, and then things finish out on Friday at 12 noon with the jazz faculty at Parkside, and then the Parkside Jazz Ensemble and area high school musicians uh, Friday evening. You can find much more information at uwp.edu slash jazz. And uh, leading it all from the sidelines is uh, Russ Johnson, uh, Director of Jazz Studies at Parkside. Great to catch up with you. Congrats on being able to bring back Parkside's Jazz Festival uh, to an eager, awaiting public. And thanks for being part of the morning show today during what I know is a very, very, very busy week. It's a pleasure. It's always great to speak with you, Gregory.